all this is about people. We're one city. This is L.A., one air, one water. You know, we need to stop set tripping in this side. Or we don't, I don't go over the, the past the 10 freeway. I don't go south of the Santa Monica. It's all L.A. This is news for December 20th, 2014. The Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition is a nonprofit with over 1,500 members across the county, and it announced the selection of Tamika Butler as its executive director. One of Tamika's top priorities is to grow the diversity of LACBC staff and coalition membership. There were two recent setbacks for complete streets in LA. Here with more is Joseph Braille. Hi everyone, this is Joseph with the Flying Pigeon LA Bike Shop doing some 2014 year-end bike project news uh, headlines and reviews for you. The first project I wanted to talk about tonight is the Glendale Hyperion Bridge upgrade, which has been an ongoing project. The city of Los Angeles has been working on um, seismically retrofitting the uh, Glendale Hyperion Bridge Complex, which is a series of, I think it's two or three levels of bridges connecting the 5 Freeway with Hyperion Boulevard in between Silver Lake and Atwater Village. There has been a ton of controversy, a ton of community outreach and work over the, the last year, last 12 months, fighting to establish a pair of bike lanes, both up and down the bridge, going uphill into Silver Lake and downhill into Atwater Village, as well as maintaining two sidewalks on both sides of the new retrofitted bridge. There was a bunch of work done, knocking on doors, collecting signatures, hundreds and hundreds of local residents and business signatures, uh, support letters, etc., only to see option three that the community had developed be rejected by the outgoing city councilman for the area, Tom LaBonge. If you know anything about Los Angeles city governance, you'd know that individual council members don't have any legal authority over the decisions of departments like the Department of Transportation and the Department of City Planning, and yet they wield an enormous amount of power on small decisions that are entirely contained within their district. So much power it's actually quite shocking. This can help sometimes when a city department is sort of run amok. Council members can threaten action by the whole council for any department head that sort of steps out of line, steps on their toes, uh, and it negatively affects their political fortunes or the lives and livability of their constituents. In this case, however, Councilman Tom LeBonge has seen fit to make his mark on his district by maintaining an overly car-dominated road paradigm on the Hyperion Bridge, as well as numerous other potential bike network connections in his district. This particular project really rankles a lot of people, myself included, and I'll break it down like this. Tom LaBonge is an outgoing city council member, and part of his legacy now is to crush any hope that the newly retrofitted multi-multi-million dollar Hyperion Bridge would have any real amenity for cyclists, and people walking uh, back and forth across it. His option 1A would stick bike riders and pedestrians into each other's way on a, quote, mixed-use path. You can imagine a bike rider bombing down the Hyperion Bridge into the path of someone with a stroller, someone in a wheelchair, some high school kids going to school. It's just a bad idea. They need to be separated in this particular context. It's not appropriate that they'd be in the same shared-use path. It'll basically turn into a bicycle freeway, which is something that the community definitely is against. So Tom LeBond turns out next year. There's an election on March 3rd of 2015 where his replacement will be chosen. And what is puzzling to me is that the city department of transportation would even entertain 
his uh, ideas, which were presented at a recent December 18th community meeting, a community advisory committee meeting, uh, where they showed off his design options. If I were Soleta Jewell, the new head, newly installed head of the Los Angeles Department of Transportation, I would freeze this project. I would hold on to it for months and months and months, barring any required city council action. I would hold it hold off until just after the election. If we get a pro-bike and pro-walk candidate, um, my, my personal favorite is Tomas O'Grady. If we get uh, a candidate such as O'Grady elected after the 2015 election, then go on ahead with the uh, option uh, three. If we don't, well, the bike and, and uh, pedestrian community at least has one more chance to see if we can prevent Tom LaBonge's horrible legacy from uh, permanently scarring this part of the city for another 50 to 80 years. All right, moving on to other news. On North Figueroa Street, the home of the now-dead bike lane-slash-road diet project killed by freshman council member Gil Cedillo, a termed-out former state senator and assembly member. Last Tuesday, about 10 or 12 folks from Northeast L.A. and um, a few folks from the Bike Coalition went downtown to make comments in opposition to a grant application Gil Cedillo is submitting to Metro's Call for Projects grant application program. Councilman Cedillo, under fire and in the in the news for his bizarre decision to stop the road diet and bike lanes on a two and a half mile stretch of North Figueroa was exposed in the times for his strange decision and has gone on a public relations tear installing a stop sign, finding a quarter of a million dollars for a stoplight on North Figueroa, but still coming back to the community with no real solution for the entire length of the street, which um, has some serious safety issues. And uh, as a, as a street, you know, has a lot of, there's a lot of unmet human needs that are being uh, hurt by the way the street is currently designed. So in response to the criticism, Councilman Cedillo developed this grant proposal to install diagonal car parking for a four to five block stretch along North Figueroa Street from Avenue 55 to about Avenue 59, Avenue 60, adding maybe two to three additional parking spaces per block, but permanently narrowing the roadway, congesting traffic even more than any bike lane would have uh, possibly done, and losing now whatever support he had gained uh, when he stopped the Figueroa for all a road diet and bike lane project. Notable about this particular Tuesday hearing in City Hall is that after, you know, someone's mom and wife came up and gave some comments about wanting her son and her 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 daughter and and husband to get to school and work safely and having a few people get up and say, look, I ride this street, I want to be safe. LACBC making some polite remarks about how his grant proposal does not match with any of the city's uh, past or current plans for North Figueroa Street. Um, Councilman Cedillo stood up called those in attendance um, speaking out against his grant proposal bullies and said that we represented the, quote, 1% and that he represented the 99%, trying to borrow a phrase, I'm supposing, from Occupy Wall Street and what can only be described as the most insane misrepresentation of both himself and the opposition I have ever heard come out of this guy's mouth. Um, (laughs) A group of volunteer constituents showing up at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning on a workday to make comments about a grant proposal and to be called bullies uh, was quite surprising. And to be called members of the 1% also a bit surprising when the councilman has been pulling in $171,000 a year with a staff of 20 and a budget in the millions just for his own personal effects in his office. So (laughs) a strange and disappointing turn of events. The councilman, of course, up for election in 2017. So we've got a few years of fun to wait. His grant proposal wouldn't be funded until 2019, so even more years still for it to happen. Uh, the opposition continues apace. You guys can stick with Bike Talk or follow the Flying Pigeon LA blog and Twitter feed for more sarcasm, snark, and updates on these uh, important topics.
You can hear excerpts from the meeting at which the L.A. City Council approved Cedillo's plan for more parking instead of bike lanes on Figueroa after the following Ciclavia coverage. And now, the December 7th, 2014 South L.A. Ciclavia. First, Joseph Taylor. I'm kind of the engineer behind Movable Parts. Today we're powering Dance La Via, which is a um, pop-up dance party at Ciclavia with Audacious Bicycle Babes and Alex Kenefek here. So the bikes generate the electricity, but you can also play the bikes like an instrument? Yeah, so the the basic thing is that the, each of the bikes has a hub motor in the back, which we're running backwards. They're sitting on stands, and by pedaling them, you turn the hub motor, which creates electricity, and that charges a battery as a buffer so that you can stop pedaling if you need to, and it'll, the music will keep going. And then we just turn that, that uh, DC battery power into AC, so that the DJ can plug his stuff into it, and we power the party. The instrument component of it is, on each bike, there's an Arduino microcontroller. And then there are three sensors, and we're going to add more, but there's a, uh, a handlebar sensor, so you can tell how hard you're gripping the handlebar. There's a saddle sensor, so you can tell if someone's sta- uh, standing up on the bike or sitting down. And then there's the cadence sensor, which tells how fast you're pedaling. So with those three inputs, um, we can combine the signals from each rider to uh, control a step synthesizer, or a step sequencer, sorry, that we can play, kind of a DJ um, uh, can, can manipulate what those, each of those signals do to the sequence and how they control the music. So you can have a sort of interplay between a DJ and the three bicyclists. The music that's made by the bikes is kind of funny right now. We haven't, we haven't gone really far into... Um, designing the sound of it. It can control a number of tones um, and, uh, and alter the tempo of that beat that it's creating. And then a DJ can either play over that um, with a synthesizer or, you know, they could sample or they could uh, just change the way that the bikes create the, um, the beat. We'll have to listen. Yeah. And here's the DJ, Alex Knefik. Hey, how you doing, Nick? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm just... Uh like to help out the bodacious bike babes and play music occasionally for their stuff and they just put their ipods in and uh, play music and we hang out i'm going to do a dj set at some point today and that's uh, just what we're here for okay club lion over here too which is like a chill out area with which is lion themed club lion lion l-i-o-n lion are you going to be playing the bikes like he was describing you know, that's the thing is like, hey, Joseph, do you have that set up? Uh, no, we need one of the, we need the laptop with the Max Patch on it. I, well, um, you know, next time you should bring it. I hope you can because uh, that's cool. Yeah, we'd like to. Yeah. Oh, so we're not doing it today? No, we're not doing it today. I feel like Sorry, I, I, I kind of sold that to you and then... Uh, I feel awkward because like, it's almost like they're not doing it because we didn't invite them to do it, but you should have just done it. I think... Um, I would like to hear that. And yeah, when we have uh, when we have the other uh, the musicians and the other members of Movable Parts, and because I don't know how to operate that at all, <laughs> I just make the power. So um, when they're out for one of these, uh, we'll we'll definitely bring the system out and, and play around with it. There will be more events like this, or is it just Dance Yeah, well, you know, Movable Parts has helped Dance La Via be Dance La Via. This is the third time. And, you know, maybe, hopefully they can do uh, more. But, uh, but yeah, that's the idea. Is it, it, Dance La Via doesn't work without Movable Parts because there's no outlets around here. 
it could conceivably work, but it's much cooler. It's a bicycle theme. Ciclovia, though not a bicycle themed event, is you know bicycle intensive, and I think we think it's a really cool way to get people from Ciclovia to stop to play around with the bikes and see the cool um, setup that Movable Parts has brought, and it's a good way to slow people down too, which is why we're here at Central and MLK because this is a good spot where people need to slow down and uh, be safe. Let's not ignore the elephant in the room of getting people to slow down. Bodacious bike babes. I should go talk to them. Can you introduce me? This is Kelly. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. Um, Good. I just wanted to ask you about what you're doing here today. We are putting on Dance Livia. We're bodacious bike babes. We're a group of people that like to ride around and have fun on bikes. And uh, we love Seek Livia and getting people out in the streets. So we had been volunteering uh, almost since the start and doing a little bit here and there and then one of the volunteer sessions we uh dis- somebody came up with the idea of dance livia so now we set this up and instead of biking we try to uh, get people off their bikes for a second to dance with us and really celebrate in the streets so really promoting pedestrian healthy activities and you know the good thing that happens when you close down a street so, so you're saying you were here when Ciclavius first started as volunteers? Some of us, yeah, started at the very beginning, and then uh, we've been doing Dance Livia now. I think the in this incarnation, this would be the second time that we've had an intersection, but we've been doing it in smaller pieces, portions for, I don't know, five, six Ciclavias. So, yeah. Cool. So what do you think about this one? Is it, are they different, or are they all kind of... Yeah, I mean, well, the uh, thing with Dance Livia is we actually end up staying in this one spot, so we don't get to see as much as, you know, we would like to, but all the crowds come through, and it's slightly different, which is great to see, and this, I mean, this is really exciting, being the first one south of the 10, so it'll be great to see all the people coming through. Cool. And here's somebody lying around. This is Lauren. I notice you're on a big... I'm on a, a blanket that has a picture of a lion on it. <laughs> So this is the lounge for Dance Livia. Um, like um, Kelly probably said, every Dance Livia is a little different and it's constantly evolving. And this is kind of the biggest space we've had yet. So we decided to have a lounge area because we start, you know, we start setting up around 7 or 8 in the morning. And we literally dance all day till 3 p.m. And it's really fun, but it's also a little exhausting. So we decided we needed a lounge area for um, for the dancers to have a break or for anyone who just needs a break um, along the route to just chill on some pillows or a lion blanket. It's all evolving, huh? Yeah. Um, it's funny. The first, I don't know if they told you this, the first dance of Via started when we just, the girls who we all biked together volunteered and we were assigned to the dismount zone. And we just didn't want to yell at people to dismount and get off their bikes, so we thought it'd be fun to make them dance. Um, and then we got movable parts involved, um, and yeah, now this one's, we have a lounge and um, a bigger tent space. And before, you know, we were kind of out there telling people to dismount, but Ciclavia just really liked the dance part and that creative use of the street. So they sort of just gave us like our own dance party in the in the middle of Ciclavia. Does it work? Oh, yeah. Um, usually in the beginning, I don't know, maybe it's just too early in the morning, but um, people just kind of watch and they, they gawk in the beginning. But by the end of the day, everybody joins in the dance party and you'll see there'll be about like 30 people here rocking out. 
Do you think some neighborhoods are more into dancing than others? Or uh, we're that remains to be seen. Um, this is the first time that the event's gone like really far from the downtown area, so we'll see. We, we've kind of always been assigned near the core, near the downtown. So I hope. I, I'm sure South LA. I have high hopes. I think they're. I think they're going to be ready to rock with us. <laughs> Dance Livia was sponsored by Jammy Pack, fanny packs that have built-in speakers. They actually gave Bike Talk one Jammy Pack. The owners of Jammy Pack also said that if you type or say the words Bike Talk when buying a Jammy Pack, you can get 25% off and 10% will go to Bike Talk. Michael, you're here at Ciclavia and you got a interesting style bike. You want to tell me about it? It's a OM Flyer. I customized it to a BG flyer. Original colors were root beer brown and uh, baby blue. I did it flat black, baby blue, and anodized blue. It's a 26 inch. Uh, Beautiful. It took me a, took me a little while to put it together, but it's there. <laughs> nice. And you, who do you ride with? I ride with uh, Goonies, over in San Fernando Valley, and we have another chapter right here in Bell Gardens, California. We're going to meet up over here at the end of the uh, King Street and. Uh, hook up together and probably ride about like 40, 50 deep. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, we have a lot of functions. Goonies, it's, um, it's a bunch of guys together that ex-military, uh, ex-gang members, uh, guys who are just like to ride and love BMX. You know, we ride 20-inch, uh, 16-inch, 20, um, 29s, 24s. You know, I've got my girl, I get her a 2009 Haro Pro Series 24-inch uh, we built. It's, uh, you know, flat black, red, her colors. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What's your name? Martha. And uh, you like your bike? I love my bike. I'm just getting started. He got me all into it, so I'm start- I'm still learning how to do everything else with it and learning about my bike. <laughs> so this is not your first Ciclavia, right? I mean, you do this a lot, all the time. Oh, no, yeah, I've been doing this for a few years now. And do you have a strategy for how to really maximize your experience? Well, you start from one end. Because it always starts off as, as a T, usually. And you will go from point A to point B, and then you go on the main strip. If you're going to be drinking or doing your little partying, you want to do a little scout first to make sure you see where all the cops are posted up at, or the little hiding spots to have your beer or whatever. Sounds sensible. What What are your favorite routes, and what do you think about this route? Well, this route here is pretty flat. you got a slight uh, downslope to it. I mean, it's cool for those who are not everyday riders. Because they can enjoy, you know, everything. Because it's not a big one. Like two months ago, the other Ciclavia that we had that was up in Chinatown, it was a little hilly. You know, fun for me, not so fun for others. <laughs> All right. Well, I want you to enjoy it. And uh, if I run into you later, you can tell me how, how it went. Oh, most definitely. And we'll have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can see, being in South LA, it ain't what you see on the news, right? The news always tell you, South LA, home of the gunshot, ain't happening. No. There's a whole lot of arts, a whole lot of food, folks, and fun, and a lot of culture and heritage here in Lemur Park. And you know this Lemur Park village was built in the 1930s by Mr. Lemur himself, and a little known fact that during the Great Depression, Howard Hughes saved Lemur Park. Uh, because it was about to go bankrupt and it was about to close. So, yeah, this Vision Theater was built back in the 30s. This was called the Olympic Village during the 30s Olympic. Mr. Lemurk built this whole thing over here. 
And, and, and during that time, it was all Jewish over here. Did you know that? Didn't know it was all Jewish over here. Black folks couldn't even come across Main Street back then. And now this is a cultural black hub right here. Isn't that something how things just change? It's, it's change and there's a lot of art and culture over here. The last bastion of civilization. Right here in Lamert Park. So a lot of art and culture. And tell a friend. Tell them to come on over here. Spend some money. Revitalize the community because we got a vision. And that's why it's called the vision. We got a vision and we're going to rebrand this area for what it's worth. This street's going to be blocked off permanently and become a walking mall uh, in the coming years. So that's going to happen. And we're doing it up like that. Uh, we got the DJ setting up. I want to see if he's uh, getting ready. Uh, DJ Al Jackson, you ready to take us away on the ones and twos? Put something out there. He wants some sound. Take me away. Come on, hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Oh, look at these bikes right here. Woo! Where'd y'all come from? He said, what? Downy Holmes? <laughs> we got Downy. How dare you ask me where I, what sect that is, Holmes? <laughs> you ask like, what sect you from? I'm like, where you get, that's, that, that's almost the same. Where you from, Holmes? <laughs> Downy's in the house representing. All right, that's awesome. <laughs> How kind of people down here? Uh, we got the Daps. Got a little skateboard. Uh, there's a tall guy with the NYC hat on, bro. <laughs> he looked like he was going to do a fashion show. You heard the project runway. He's modeling. Hot pants. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She's a ham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Mike Minnick. This is Bixby, and uh, we've uh, we set out. May 15th out of last year to go and, and uh, see our country. So now we are uh, a year and a half, uh, almost 8,000 miles and 31 states into our big uh, cross-country adventure. We started over in the easternmost town in Maine, being Lubeck, Maine, and we pedaled down the east coast to Key West, Florida. And from Key West, back up the Gulf Coast to New Orleans and Austin, then up to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Joplin. Then we went west over to uh, Denver, Colorado, Laramie, Wyoming, Missoula. And then we made our way to uh, Blaine, Washington, there at the Canadian border uh, here about 10 weeks ago. And now we're just heading straight south uh, for the winter. She's a uh, rescue dog from Austin, Texas. She came from a shelter in Austin. And so we've uh, we've used the uh, the publicity that we get along the way to shine a light on uh, local shelters and rescue agencies along the way, and try to help other puppy dogs, uh, you know, find their adventures in life. And it's just it's been a it's been a really amazing adventure so far. I was never an avid cyclist before this. I was kind of the the chain smoker, don't really do anything like this. And while I was down by Big Bend National Park a couple of years ago, I met these two brothers, uh, the Coyote brothers, that were about a year and a half into a cross-country bike ride themselves, making a documentary. And getting to know them and, and listening to all their stories just really inspired me. So uh, I decided this is what I wanted to do. And I found myself a, uh, a Yuba Mundo cargo bike that uh, I could mount uh, a large dog crate onto the back here. And... Uh, told her to hop on and the rest is sort of history man we've just been uh, having the most amazing adventure across our country i really hadn't ridden a bicycle much since high school uh yeah no i'm the guy that gets in his car and drives two blocks to the convenience store to buy more smokes you know uh and 
really when I, I just decided to uh, to let the journey itself uh, be my training. And uh, I, I actually did 600 miles from uh, Galveston to Texarkana, Arkansas, right before I went to Maine as sort of, uh, can I do this? And it was flat and sea level where I started. And, uh, you know, I did 20 miles the first day, 30 the next day, and I just kind of slowly started building up my momentum. And, um, yeah, now, uh, now I just feel like I can pedal anywhere in the world, no problem, you know. Your dog doesn't jump out, doesn't freak out. Yeah, no, and I mean, you know, she's she's seen so much now that we pedaled around uh, Manhattan for three days with all those horn-happy people over there, and really nothing nothing phases her now. Diesel's on the highway, nothing. I mean, she'll, she'll kind of curl up and go to sleep after a while, and uh, she'll stay on the bike. I can walk away. She won't jump off unless I ask her to, and then as soon as she gets down, she just wants to teach everybody how to play her favorite game, being fetch. So right now you have just a crowd around the dog petting her? Yeah, this is this is sort of normal, and and uh, you know she attracts a lot of attention, and and this also attracts a lot of uh, a lot of people to our website and to our Facebook, which is Where's Bixby and Instagram and Twitter, and so like I said, we we use that we use that momentum of people like checking out our social media to then like go to local shelters and like well while you're here you know maybe you should get a dog you know uh, dogs are ready uh, rescue dogs are ready to go on whatever adventure you want to bring them on and I think she's a shining example of uh, the loyalty of a rescue dog and the willingness to take you on an adventure. So, yeah, it's, it's W-H-E-R-E-S-B-I-X-B-Y, Where'sBixby.com, and Where's Bixby on Instagram and Twitter and uh, Facebook. That's awesome. Were you always an animal rights person? Well, you know, no. I mean, you know, I've, I've, uh, this is my second dog that I've had, and, and uh, you know, it's true, those bumper stickers, when they say, uh, uh, who rescued who, when uh, you know, I felt that it was time, and I was just kind of in a place where I decided that uh, I, I wanted a best friend, and when I went and uh, sort of searched for for a uh, dog, this one, Bixby, she just walked right up to me and put her chin on my knee, and like right there, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna feed this animal. And since I've I've made her the focus of my of my adventure across the country, I mean, it's, this has like changed my entire life. I mean, from a from a health perspective, from kind of getting back to my roots of, of uh, it's it's almost like being a kid again, where you're I'm actually out exploring and everything's new, and you just kind of you know you're excited to greet each day because it's different. So I'm not in the sort of monotony of complacency, and uh, you know. That I've uh, that I've made her. If, if you look at our if you look at our media, our social media, and all that, it's all her perspective. It's her talking. I'm just a human, and so it's uh, it, it's kind of been a really fun sort of creative process in that way too. Just uh, greeting the world through the eyes of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Creole from the uh, Real Riders Bike Club. And how many of your club are out here today? Um, not many because probably not a lot of them knew about this um, event today. What is your style? We're the only black L.A. Um, lowrider bike club in L.A. And uh, we uh, fabricate bikes and we build bikes. And you can't buy these bikes in no store. You have to have somebody build them for you from our club. Now, can you describe the bikes because it's radio? Oh, yeah. Um, well, actually, this is a lowrider bike. Um, it's twisted in the front. Um, it uh, has a 144 Dayton spoke rim, wire rims. Um, it has uh, 10 mirrors. It has a radio in the back. It has a Dayton rim in the back. And um, it's customized. And you can't buy these in any store. 
So do you do it for just anybody or for if you're in, you got to be in the club? Um, well, actually, we do it. We do it for anybody who's in the club, but then we'll do it for somebody if they are willing to pay for the money to get it done. And people do that? Yeah, they do that, yeah. Basically, we do it for the kids, you know, teach one, reach one. And um, if they um, are doing good in school, then we'll go ahead and we'll promote the kid. We'll build them a bike so they can ride with us, stay out of trouble. And it's just basically for the kids to help, to help the kids, you know, and found, fund the kids so they can have a better life. Awesome. And so what kind of riding do you do as a, as a club? Well, actually, we, you know, we ride in, in different events like the Martin Luther King Parade, the Kwanzaa Parade. Um, we do the... Um, the Watts Christmas Parade, and we do um, uh, Pasadena Parade. Uh, we do we uh, we do all kind of um, events and functions for uh, you know the LA City, and um, um, do um, charity work for uh, you know different organizations and foundations. Cool. And so, what do you what do you think of this uh, Ciclovia here? Um, this event right here, um, yeah, I think this is um, a pretty good event for everybody to get out and um, you know exercise and um, meet a lot of other people and network with different different bike companies and clubs and you know um, different um, people who uh, fabricate different bikes and uh, we can get different ideas from everybody. What kind of person joins your club? Like somebody who's into the community, like uh, basically um, anybody who wants to who wants to build a bike and and ride with us. We ride like to Venice Beach, Santa Monica. You know, we have different rides. We go to different functions and parades, like I said. And um, it doesn't matter who get who wants to get in the bike club, as long as they're willing to to do the work for the bike club and um, obey all the rules and laws and the streets and the regulations that the bikes have and the and, and the rules inside the books. That um, people are um, out here, you know, running into people. You gotta have uh, respect for the pedestrians that are out here, and and obey all the laws in the books. You're very responsible, and yet at the same time, your style is very cool. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yes, our style is very cool, and we don't mind if anybody, you know, uh, would like to, you know, um, get in the bike club. Um, we're the LA Real Riders. We're the Real Riders Bike Club, the only the only original bike club in LA. And excuse me, not LA bike, LA Real Riders, but a Real Riders Bike Club. And um, basically, um, it, it's just for the community to keep the kids out of trouble, keep them focused and grounded, so that they don't get any no problems, and look have something to look forward to. Very cool. Anything else you want to say? Um, no. Um, I like to say, you know, um, that um, yeah, our bike club is funded independently by our own by ourselves, and uh, you know, we get we take donations or whatever. If they have donations or they would like to donate to the club or you know donate a bike for the kids or donate some rims or you know donate a uniform or two, you know, we we're we're, we're all for that. So if they want to uh, look us up on the internet, we're uh, real riders, and you can look us up on uh, YouTube. talking to Ron Finley. How do you describe yourself? Renegade, provocateur, gangster, gardener, game changer, badass, specialize in badassery, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you on TED Talks. I'm a tester. I mean, I'm, I'm part of the TED family and I love it. And it's because, I mean, TED was one of the major stepping stones into me, um, 
you know, becoming this renegade gardener, you know, it's just spreading that around the world. I mean, basically, what I'm trying to do is, you know, create some food equality and um, just some social equality because it's been going on too long and um, it's like these neighborhoods, they're basically built to kill us. You know, you can't find anything healthy. And, um, I mean, I love being here right now at Sec the fact that this is the first time it's going through South Los Angeles. Uh, so people can get a, a look of, you know, really what's happening here. Do you think of this as being sort of tied to your, to what you do? Uh, of course it is. I mean, it's all about people. and then But this is it's all about health. That's what this is about. I mean, I tell people, like, you know, because I, I, I was very instrumental in getting the law changed where you can grow food on your parkway in front of your house. And people are like, well, how much food can you grow there? And I'm like, I really don't care because it's, it's not about food. I say, I don't grow food. I grow people. And then they grow food. It, all this is about people. We're one city. This is L.A., one, one air, one water. You know, we need to stop set tripping in this side. Or we don't, I don't go over the, the past the 10 freeway. I don't go south of the Santa Monica. It's all L.A. So this is a, a lot of people who don't normally, you know, come into this neighborhood or here. Exactly. I mean, this neighborhood right where we're standing right now is one of the most historical places in L.A. You know, this this was where black Hollywood had to stay because of the uh, segregation, you know. Dunbar Hotel. I mean, that's where from Duke Ellington to Ella Fitzgerald, all of them, you know, Cab Calloway, all of them. This was a historical block for jazz, for nightclubs. Jack Johnson, Step and Fetch It, everybody got down here. Frank Sinatra is the name, name of Sammy Davis. They were here. What's the name of this neighborhood? Uh, this Central is Central Avenue. <laughs> where can people find you if they want to help with what i do is ron finley project they can hit me up at ron uh, finley.com my per email is ron at ron finley.com if they want to uh, help out they want to find out what i'm doing um we, ch we try to change the world and with that starting with the food system because that's what we all have in common no, I, I mean uh, this is this is a beautiful event. Um, it, um, I mean, and the turnout I think is fabulous. I mean, I'm working with Current Price, um, who's instrumental. This is his district that um, that this goes through. Uh, it's, I, I, I just think it's a beautiful scene, you know, and um, how all parts of LA are represented here. You know, Garcetti started off the ride. It's beautiful. All right, I'm here with Greg Limley. Hey, how was your climate change ride, climate ride? Uh, climate ride was awesome. Uh, LACBC, Team LACBC raised over $65,000, $70,000, we're going to start recruiting again for Climate Ride 2015. So hope to get some people back for that. So you're a bike philanthropist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 look, I'm a bike advocate. Um, I love Los Angeles. I love our city, and I... And I proud and hopeful for what the future looks like in L.A., and I think it's it's less car-centric, uh, more transportation-oriented, more neighborhood-oriented, and, and those neighborhoods are going to have, you know, fruit locally grown and, uh, and, and food locally grown and, and small businesses uh, and, you know, maybe the occasional small movie theater as well. 
We believe in neighborhoods, uh, just even from our business standpoint. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a vision of what our neighborhoods look like. And, and frankly, I think retail uh, is part of what neighborhoods look like. It's an important component of it. And, uh, you know, if, if, if your retail component are all built about malls, then you're going to have a certain sameness to your, you know, retail opportunities, that, you know, businesses that people can go to. Um, when you've got real authentic, you know, street retail, you have people that own their businesses in the neighborhood. They live in the neighborhood, and they're catering to the neighborhood, uh, and it just has a whole different feel to it. It's not, you know, is it what I prefer as a business person? That, that may be, but more importantly, it's what I prefer as a consumer. Well, it's interesting to hear your perspective as a business person, movie theater, kingpin. <laughs> Hardly that. <laughs> We're, we, look, you, you know, we have a nice, successful local business. Uh, it's not, I'm not, not, my wife jokes, you know, she didn't marry Mr. AMC. <laughs> well, you know, Lemley Theaters maybe seems like a big business, but we're, we're actually a really, we're a small local retailer. You know, we live here in Los Angeles and patronize our own theaters, and we, we care about the, the neighbors and the neighborhoods where the theaters are located. And so the significance of having this, this is the first Ciclavia in South L.A. goes all the way to... Lamert Park and here at the Dunbar, it's uh, groundbreaking, I guess. Are we going to see more of these, you think? Well, I hope. I mean, look, I'd love to see a Ciclavia once a month or every week, frankly, like they do in Bogota. But, uh, you know, we'll get there. Obviously, it's it's growing. And I think it's fabulous that uh, we're branching out in ex- uh, in, into different parts of the, the county uh, so that uh, people can see, you know, just all the really great different neighborhoods we have here in Los Angeles. Stephen Villavaso, I'm chairman and one of the founders of Ciclavia. Pedaling the people-powered audio equipment and dancing with the Dance Levia, Bodacious Bike Babes. I've been all over the route today, seen a lot of different really cool stuff, so this is definitely a place you want to visit, wouldn't want to miss it. It's our first time in South L.A. It's a relatively linear route with a little bit of turning only at the ends, but other than that, it's pretty much a straight shot for six miles. Hubs on the ends, one in the middle at USC, and a lot of programming. So today, I think uh, lots of music, a lot of activation, a lot of activity, uh, which is something we did. We, you know, we do at all events, but I think that the saturation of of activation is pretty high, and definitely music, uh, especially. So there's a really great vibe out there. A lot of interaction. You see Joe Linton and, and everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen everybody I've ever met in the bike world here. Yeah, everybody comes out, man. Definitely not something to be missed. And I, I guess to speak to that, um, you know, our goal is to happen with more frequency, so that maybe it will eventually be a little bit less of like an event that you don't want to miss. I mean, it'll always be something that is positive that you want to go to, but as it increases in frequency, it should be more of like a regular occurrence in which uh, people can go to it. You know when they can or because they want to but you know the way we do it now because it's so irregular or infrequent um, it becomes like this you absolutely don't want to miss this like you know, schedule your vacation around it because you know, it only happens three times a year uh, four times next year uh, as, that, as it increases it should become more of a regular commonplace type of thing like it is in Bogota 
Colombia like it is in other parts of South America, Central America, um, Guadalajara, other other cities where it's every weekend, more streets. Um, there is a hope to continue to expand and to, to um, become more frequent. And you know, some of the motivations there are the the... the like the quantitative and qualitative impact that it has on a community. Um, like we would like to think that coming out and riding your bike is, is affecting your health, but the reality is unless you do this regularly, it's not really going to make a huge difference in your overall health and the you know, longevity or quality of your life. So if we want this to become a substitute for other regular activity or parks, it has to be more frequent. Um, and that's that's something that in places where we've learned to do this, like Bogota, where it was started, they've found that it actually has made an impact on the health of the community, of the population. It's also had an effect on the overall safety in the community. Um, so those types of things really don't happen until it's very frequent. Uh, right now, I think what we're very effective with is recreation, giving pe- people like a, a fun experience. Um, and I think it's also serving to, you know, integrate the communities and get people together in ways social mixing that doesn't happen in regular circumstances um and i think that you know that's that's a nice thing that happens even just on a like a irregular pattern with low frequency but you know it's another thing that with greater frequency would become even better uh, better effect is there a chance we're going to get it like every week um, there's definitely a chance. Uh, it's not likely to happen soon, though, because it is, yeah, it's a lot of effort and it's a lot of money. Um, so one thing, we're, we're trying to learn, like, how can we become more efficient? How can we streamline? So that, that you know, that every week thing can become more of a reality. Uh, the current more short-range goals are trying to get it to be monthly within the county. So we'd have, like, 12 a year within the county building, which is a lot of land, but that's you know, one of the great great things about LA. That's also a big challenge for trying to do a big program or project, as you have a lot of ground to cover, um, which is it's really important. Uh, it's and it's a great thing, but it's it's a challenge. So you know, we'll continue to expand and continue to be more frequent. Use what we've invested in, which are the routes that we've already done, because uh, in some ways there's um, there's like a, a economic efficiency that we benefit from because we've already done it we studied it the city knows how to do it we know how to do it um, so we continue to go back to what we call the heart of la and we try to do that annually and then each year we're trying to expand into new areas like this route the south la route is our first time here in march we're going to go into the san fernando valley along Lancashire, and that'll be our first time there and so uh, that's our current vision of expansion into new parts of the city, and we'll continue to do that by partnering with the local areas, partnering with the council office, and then partnering with the community stakeholders themselves. Um, like on Lemur Park, there's a lot of community um, groups that are involved in the programming and activation that are working with us here in Central Corridor. We have again community groups that are working with us and helping us select like what is the right route and what are the right ways to activate it uh meaning like what space to activate and what do we activate it with um so uh that's that's kind of in a nutshell how it happens on the city level and the county level and right now uh Cyclavia's mission is restricted to just the county boundary i say just the county boundary like it's a finite thing, but it's enormous. Yeah, it's, it's an enormous uh, undertaking for sure. Yeah, if you went outside of LA, you'd have to come up with a different name. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Cyclavia kind of you know it speaks to the place we were in. What, um, 
Alex Knefik said that it's it's not a bike themed event, but then that doesn't seem true. It's it's not a bike themed event. It really isn't. It's about open space. It's about um, walking. It's about just a alternative use for the street from what our daily norm would be, which is to motor in in the street. So you know, by and large, the majority of people are driving a car in the street or a truck or whatever it is. And on this day, it's just reappropriating that space for public use without a motor. So if it's biking or skating or walking, and we we actually we put a lot of effort into sort of controlling that messaging and trying to bring it back from the bike only type of thing we create these walking only spaces we try to talk about the walkability of it we partner with a group called la walks um we host big walks and explorers and and uh really you know it is easy to think that it's just a biking event because it's sick cycle in the name cyclovia but that's really speaking back to where we got the whole idea from which was cyclovia and bogota and there it's also not just a biking event you know they have these huge spaces carved out for uh uh, like dance classes or again it's like people were walking and skating or rollerblading you have something to do with the programming of the all the activities that go on along i personally have very little to do with that these days uh yeah oh yeah like the organization absolutely does yeah we have staff that are working on that and working with the community again to try to you know get the right fit and, and to involve the community so it's a homemade situation i can just say you know i'm i'm really excited and and thrilled that you know this event's happening in south la today uh we've 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 actually come into south la's perimeter the fringe a couple of times we we went down figueroa to like usc exposition park and that was like almost south la and then we came down central as far as african-american firefighters museum just on the north side of the 10 freeway and that was almost south la uh we had certain um constraints we weren't allowed to cross the metro rail tracks with the participants with the event so that was a barrier that we couldn't cross which kept us from coming into true actual south la on those previous attempts so this time we were able to be down here in south la proper and it's great you know i think we're all really no it's it's sort of it's funny that it's uh it's it's funny and it's not funny that it's sort of like that metaphor but it's it's a reality that right (laughs) or is that the wrong side of the tracks maybe we're on the right side of the tracks now uh but but yeah, it's, it was a safety concern that was brought up by Metro, the operator of the rail system, and you know there was just a concern for having you know thousands of people on foot and on bike constantly flowing across the the active blue line uh, transit system. So you know it's a valid concern. I wouldn't say it's impossible to figure out how to do it right, but you know there was there wasn't a whole lot of willingness to figure it out at the time. So we found an alternative way of getting over here, and here we are. I think we're all really proud to be here. Um, the community really welcomed us. And, you know, we are actually, I say as if we came from outside of the community, but actually we are partly of this community. Part of our group is actually born and raised in South L.A. and, and has uh, really worked to, to make this something that, you know, the way they wanted it to look and feel and everything. Like probably your group is large enough and diverse enough that whichever neighborhood you go into, there's people who are from there. I mean... To, to a certain extent, that's true, but again, LA is just so huge. Uh, it's I can't say for sure. Like you know, that, there's probably some corner of LA where you know our our actual like board of directors or our staff 
you know, doesn't have like a full represent, representative. Now, on the other hand, we are like 300 strong in volunteers, and we have like a, a strong force of people who work, who are paid, that are just day of. And then we have the LADOT people, we have the LAPD people, and all these people are working together to make this happen. And I, I can probably confidently say that amongst that whole family of people that are working to put this on, we're probably represented. Uh, every corner is represented. Every corner of LA County, probably, maybe. <laughs> and now excerpts from the December 16th meeting at which the LA City Council unanimously approved Councilman Gil Cedillo's plan to add street parking instead of bike lanes along North Figueroa Street. Mr. Cedillo. Yes, thank you. Uh, uh, members and colleagues, let me um, let me suggest to you this is one of those moments where, where perfect is not... Uh, Good is not good enough where uh, we're making perfection the enemy of the good, where we want to have 1% dictate for 99%. This project was ranked first out of 37 projects. So what's being asked of us is to take the top-ranked project and to deny it. This project was a process of 15 council districts and the technical staff who evaluated all the proposals brought before them, and this was the number one project ranked. And so the consummate and aggregate wisdom of all the staff, of all the districts, looking at all the projects, chose this one, and we're proud to say chose this proposal to be number one. It puts safety first, and we will not be bullied, and we will not be forced to compromise the public safety of the entire district. And so we are here to represent the entire district. And we're not going to be bullied. We're not going to be pushed around. We're not going to be shouted out. We're going to proceed in a very deliberate and sober manner to make sure that safety is first and foremost for the entire district. Because the entire district matters in our agenda. We're going to choose to go forward with a multimodal approach that is inclusive and thoughtful of every means of transportation and includes all elements of our district. That's why it was chosen to be number one amongst all proposals, and that's why I stand to ask for your continued support. I thank you. Thank you very much. No other speakers on the queue. I uh, want a recommendation that we open the public comment for one minute on these cards. Thank you. And Mr. President, uh, Mindy, motion 22A has been circulated. From the Bicycle Coalition, Alex. Hello, my name is Alec Bartroso. I'm with the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition. Thank you. Local stakeholders in Northeast L.A. have been working with LACBC for many years to envision a North Figueroa that is safe, equitable, and inclusive. That community vision was included in the bike plan passed four years ago and the upcoming mobility plan. It was a vision of a great street. Hold on just a second, Alan. Hold this clock for a second. I want to ask staff here to uh, either go in the side room or uh, let's pay attention to the speaker. Continue. Thank you. It was a vision of a great street before anyone in City Hall was using that term. In that time, local advocates, including the historic Highland Park Neighborhood Council, have gathered 
over th- uh, almost 3,000 signatures and fi- filled the room at countless meetings with the same vision. A majority of attendees at the last North Fig workshop again supported a complete street that includes the long-desired bike lanes. Just since last Thursday, over 100 people have emailed you in support of the community's vision for Figueroa. There's an overwhelming desire in the community to engage with the council office on the future of North Fig and an overwhelming desire for the city to follow through on its commitment to bicycle facilities in North Figueroa. It's important to ensure that as we build great streets... It's your sentence, please. Uh, across the city of LA, that these streets are designed for the safety of all who travel them and that the planning is, process is open and inclusive of all voices. Thank you. Thank you. Casey Morgan. Good afternoon. Um, the city's plan to reflect community input is disappointing any time that what we give as far as our input is considered optional. It is so, so important that we think about our future here and how important... A complete or a great street is for everyone. Zachary Renew. Hello, my name is Zachary Renew. I am uh, education director for Finish the Ride. I would like the council to uh, look deeper, go into data, and listen to the community for all of our plans that uh, try to make our streets safer. And I think that North Figueroa plays a big part. Thank you. Kevin Lynn. Ladies and gentlemen of the council, fellow citizens, my name is Kevin Lynn. I'm a resident of District 1. And I asked the city council not to approve my councilman, Gil Cedillo's, grant application for a project in northeast Los Angeles because it is incomplete and, moreover, is incongruent with the citywide plan for truly great streets. My councilman's plans for street parking over bike lanes will do nothing to improve the safety health, happiness, and prosperity of the district citizens. Hi, my name is Keith Plymers. I'm asking the council today to not approve Councilman Cedillo's proposed plan for a pedestrian improvement on North Figueroa. As I cycle on North Figueroa every day, I pass a group of men who work as day laborers outside of the Home Depot on Figueroa, just under the Riverside Bridge. And with them every day, I see a lot of bicycles. These are some of the most invisible and underserved citizens in our city, and bike lanes are a crucially important amenity to allow them to commute to and from work and to seek out the opportunity for work safely. Thank you very much. I am actually opening up a coffee shop a couple doors down from Councilmember Steele's office, and I chose Figaro because I wanted to be a part of this amazing community, one that our mayor just named a great street. I'm asking you today to please reconsider not putting in these diagonal parking spaces and instead helping us and working with us to include bike lanes on North Figueroa Street. Good morning, council members. My name is Susan Wong. Um, I'm a CD1 resident. Um, I have a daughter who is six years old, and she rides her bicycle with her dad every day to school, and they're along North Figueroa riding. So I just want them to have a safe ride into school, a safe ride back home. Like many of our friends who also ride, drive, take buses, walk along North Figueroa, we want a complete street. We want it to be safe, and we want a great street. So I, you know, I'm opposing the um, parts of the proposal for the diagonal uh, back out parking along North Figueroa. Thank you. Thank you very much. That completes the public comment cards. Let's open the roll. Close the roll. Tabulate the vote. 13 eyes. 13 eyes. Thank you. Thank you for the public comment on that.
cycle round the town. You're going up, you're going down, you're going nowhere. It's not as if they're paying you. It's not as if it's fun. At least not anymore. When your legs are black and blue, it's time to take a break. When your legs are black and blue. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BiketalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. 